Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NBA. Great win, man. This has always one of been the, historically one of the toughest buildings to win in, I know for sure from experience. But we're a very good team. You know, we're just scratching the surface, but we're a very good team defensively. And anytime you can hold a team like this under their averages offensively in their building, it's a big-time role win for us early in the season. Got to close it out Tuesday on Chicago. There's LeBron James, PK. The Lakers, they got it going. They're off to a good start. It was a frustrating year. Feels like Lakers want to win the championship right now. Who did they play last night? They gotta night. wait for months. They didn't play last night. No. That's from the night before, I think. Okay. But it's a sign of their confidence and how they're feeling. It was fat to the win in San Antonio. There you go. Last night in the NBA, the last undefeated team fell. The Sixers, but no Embiid, so I don't know if you want to read into that. But for the Suns, keep feeling good. It's another win. What do they care if Embiid wasn't there? They got the win 114-109. So I can't read in the fact that Joel wasn't there, and that's why they lost. But I also ha- I can't factor in that the Suns didn't have Aiton. No. Okay. So that clear. Yes. Suns were off to a 5-2 and two start. Booker had 40 in that, in that win. The Warriors, playing a bunch of guys that most people don't know, picked up their second one of the year. They beat the Blazers 127-118. Draymond Green, a no-go on that one. Didn't matter, they got the win. And the Rockets, after getting humiliated in Miami, all is well with the world. Bounced back, they beat the Memphis Grizzlies 107-100. Ready for a little free agency talk, PK? Yeah, this cracks me up. We We're only six to... games into the season. No, 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 not at all. No. We want guys to give honest answers, so Anthony Davis gives an honest answer, and he's ripped for it. He's from Chicago. He calls it the Mecca of basketball. Honesty, it's nothing like playing at home. I don't know. I mean, I am a free agent next year, but we'll see. It's a possibility. And so what was wrong with that? Didn't show his loyalty to L.A. as current employer. Already playing with one foot out the door. I guess that would be the complaint. We wanted honest answers, and he gives one, and he gets ripped for it. No wonder why they just want to speak in cliches. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. I think so. We'll see. I mean, we've kind of been through this little deal where the lineup is so unsettling. We, we just haven't had a, a the same lineup kind of two days in a row. This will be really interesting to see where we are and, and how together our guys are. I'm interested to see how cohesive we are and how, how together we are with all those changes. It's going to be fun. That's Mark Pope talking about BYU. It's season openers tonight. BYU's on BYU TV, 7 o'clock. They're playing Cal State Fullerton. First game, new era, new staff. Still in football mode, are you fired up for this? I'm more interested in this than this concoction that, was it, ESPN's given us? ESPN's given us Michigan State versus Kentucky and Kansas versus Duke. That's number one versus number two, number three versus number four. I mean, they just pump these same teams down our throats, and then these teams flame out in the 
tournament. Well, maybe one of them will hold it together. But you're right, they're the brand names, whether they're good or not, and whether they're going to flame out or not. Well, most of them do. And we get forced to just... This is supposed to be just a big night. Well, you can watch the local teams because 7 o'clock for BYU and Cal State Fullerton, 8.30 CBS Sports Network has Utah at Nevada. Watch that game from uh, Reno. They'll overlap a little bit for about half an hour, but I'll give you three and a half hours of local college hoops and you can ignore the ESPN doubleheader. I'd be more interested. I'm more interested in the locals than I am what the other guys are going to feed me because they, they've, they've determined that these are the teams we should watch. I want to decide for myself what are the teams I want to watch. Aggies are in Logan tonight playing Montana State. Anyways, Keita's not going to play. Scotty G's on the call on that one. You can listen to that here on The Zone. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. The Black Cat is at the other end of the field. He's Black at the Cat eight. doesn't know that it was last Thursday that was Halloween. Thursday oh, night right. football, yeah, not Monday night football. He's a little bit late. Now he is sitting <laughs> and looking. Now he's at the five. He's Who brought the walking. cat? He's walking to the three. He's at the two. And the cat is in the CDW red zone. CDW, people who get it now, a policeman, a state trooper has come on the field. And the cat runs into the end zone. That is a touchdown. Giants fans roaring watching the cat. And better than watching the Giants, I guess. They get beat by the Cowboys. 37-18, led early, but got blown out in the fourth quarter. Dak Prescott finishing up with three touchdowns in the game. Cowboys leading the division, arguably the weakest division in football, but leading the division now. Picking up that win, they're 5-3. and three. According to reports in The Athletic, the L.A. Chargers, the NFL personnel have been discussing moving them to London. They want to put a team in London. Chargers saying they're intent on remaining in L.A., but are open to listening, if that's what the league really wants. They just cut projections for the permanent seat licenses from $400 million to $150 million. Got a 20-year lease, but it's with another NFL owner. Maybe they can break that. Keep it all in the family, PK. Yeah, you follow that for me, would you, buddy? All right, I'll get on that. Fantasy football owners, if you're looking for a player, Josh Gordon passed his physical with the Seahawks. Cleared to practice with the team ahead of their showdown with the Niners. That's the Monday Night Football game coming up. Patriots let him go. Seattle scooped him up. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. We looked at the pluses and minuses, and we didn't really see any upside to waiting. We wanted to go ahead and get started with a search, see if we could get somebody in here ready to go as quickly as possible. Frankly, six and six isn't good enough, and uh, we we didn't see an advantage to waiting to the end. I'd like to have a coach in place uh, ready to go when the season ends, if not before. That's Florida State Athletic Director David Coburn talking about firing Willie Taggart. They'd already been uh, missed the bowl eligibility year before. They were four and five, and I guess you want to get in front of the search with other schools looking for other candidates, and the early signing day probably factors into it too, PK. Well, if you find a guy that you can think is going to get you to where you want to go, hire him, I guess. All right, there's some headlines. That is what is trending this morning, and what is trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. 
We're joined in studio by Andrew Reinhardt, Wasatch Medical Clinic, a permanent and scientifically proven treatment for ED. That's right. This uh, new treatment, we've talked about it on the show many times, um, but still a lot of guys wondering about it. It's called acoustic wave therapy. Basically, if a guy is struggling with ED, he needs more blood flow. That's exactly what these treatments do. Um, It eliminates the need for medication. Guys are so sick of the pills and the side effects that come along with it. So typically, a, a man will come into our clinic for maybe two to three weeks, do a few treatments, and it can restore normal function in the bedroom. No medication, no injections, no side effects. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000. 801-901-8000 is the number. And, uh, you know, all the sports fans have seen all the ads. Yeah. But this is different? You yeah. You talk about the side effects? You, you, the, the, the pill ads, yeah. They spend the last 30 seconds of the ad going through everything that can possibly go wrong. Um, but, I mean, I see it every day. The blurred vision, the headaches. Any guy out there struggling with ED knows all about the pill and the problems that come along with it. And over and over they say, I want things to work in the bedroom like it used to. I want spontaneity back. Um, And that's exactly what these treatments do. It's the first thing, by the way, that treats the root cause of the problem. It's not a symptom reliever. All right, 801-901-8000. That's the number for Andrew. That's the number for Wasatch Medical Clinic. 801-901-8000. Thanks, Andrew. Thank you. And now, attention, top of the wire on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Monday Night Football goes to the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott throwing for 257 yards and three touchdowns as the Cowboys come from behind to blow out the Giants 37-18. Rams wide receiver Brandon Cooks is day-to-day as he continues to meet with specialists regarding two concussions he suffered last month. The hope is he can return to the field this season, but the franchise is being cautious. College basketball coming up tonight. BYU's at the Marriott Center playing Cal State Fullerton 7 o'clock. You can watch the game on BYU TV. Utah opens the season in Reno against the Nevada Wolfpack. 8.30 on the CBS Sports Network. Utah State ranked 17th in the nation, opens the season against Montana State tonight in Logan. You can listen to Scotty G on the call. The game's on the Zone Sports Network beginning at 6 o'clock. Top of the Wire is brought to you by Action Plumbing. Call Action Plumbing and get your preseason furnace tune-up and safety check for $33 by calling Action Plumbing at 801-833-3333 or going to actionplumbing.net. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Utah wins this football game. This was as big a regular season win in the program's history, in my opinion. Never has there ever, ever, ever been a discussion after a win of, wow, if this and this happens, they could be playing for a national championship. Three gimmies the rest of the way, in my opinion. And if Oregon wins out, Utah-Oregon, Pac-12 title game. When you say the biggest regular season win in program's history, I think you can make an unbelievably great argument. They've never been to this high of a mark in the program's history. That is a typical game game that in years past the Utes actually cough up and lose. That's the difference for me on this University of Utah team this year. That's why I feel like it could be there for the Utes this time around because they are doing things that in the past they weren't able to do. Tony Parks and Austin Horton weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The question of the morning is up on our Facebook page. If Oregon and Utah meet in the Pac-12 title game and they're both 11-1, and does the winner make the college football playoff? The poll comes out tonight. The rankings, 
We'll see what the selection committee thinks of the Pac-12, at least today. Today. No question, man, they should be in. Are you kidding me? Ah, that's not the question. Does the winner make the college playoff? I'll, I'll say probably not. It'll take, a, uh, it'll take some upsets in front of them to clear a path for the winner to get there. Probably at least a couple. I think the SEC champ, I think the Big Ten champ, I think Clemson, I think the loser of the LSU-Alabama game this weekend will be in the mix. And the Big 12 champ, whether it's one loss Oklahoma or undefeated Baylor, maybe an upset there would clear the Big 12 champ out of the way. But I think they'd still need somebody else to get beat along the way. Maybe the Big Ten beats itself up and looks like a mess when it's all done here. They've got some big games left at the end of the season. Maybe somebody in the ACC could beat Clemson. That would help. But it's going to take that in addition to a battle of 11-1 and teams. A lot of people weighing in on Facebook. You can call us, 855-340-ZONE. 855-340-ZONE. Or tweet at us, at David DJ James. So one-loss teams in other conferences don't need anything to happen, but the Pac-12 one-loss needs a whole bunch of stuff to happen. I think that's probably true. Why? Because I don't think the Pac-12 gets that much respect. I don't think the Pac-12 has glamour wins on its schedule for Oregon and for Utah, the two teams we're looking at. Well, they'll have a top-10 win. That'll give them one. How many have more than one? (laughs) Not Alabama. Not right now. Alabama would have two, assuming that they... Ran the table and won the the, uh, the we're SEC. We're not arguing teams that are undefeated. We're arguing teams that are one loss. LSU, if they're one loss, would Alabama, if they're one loss, would not. But I think Alabama would get in on rep. You're right. I don't think there'd be that much. Alabama hasn't played a tough schedule this year, and so you could say a lot of things about them that you can say about whoever the Pac-12 champ is. Maybe it would fall to, well, Alabama's got one loss, but it's a better, more impressive loss. You know, LSU's way better than USC and better than Auburn. And so that might come down to that. Got people weighing in here. Michael says, every national guy I've listened to has said the Pac-12 is a joke and not worth anyone's time. So you have credibility because someone's a national guy? Yeah. Okay. Daniel says, they get a special playoff in Pasadena. He's got a little rose emoji. Unless everyone else has two losses, I don't see it. I think we'll even see Oklahoma ahead of Utah in the college football rankings later today, even though Utah is one spot ahead of Oklahoma in the AP poll right now. They are in the AP poll. The AP poll is relevant. It will be as soon as these rankings come it out. It already is. Go! You don't think it sets the tone a little bit? No. Doesn't guide him? Nope, I don't think it does. Jonathan says a playoff for the big for the Pac-12 champ, maybe. It depends on the SEC, the Big 12, and the Big 10. Neither Utah or Oregon controls its own destiny. There's like four teams then, I guess, control their own destiny. If you control your destiny, then you <laughs> would be undefeated. If you control it. Yep. So no one controls their own destiny. And that doesn't make any sense. A more accurate phrase might be that they control their path to the playoffs. They just have to win. They don't need any help. Because if you control it, then it's already done. Until you lose control and get beat. But then you didn't, didn't control it in the first place. Chris thinks it's coming down to margin of victory. 
He says, no for the Pac-12. Not unless the LSU-Alabama and the Ohio State-Penn State games are blowouts. If either a close game, it's likely the loser remains ahead of Oregon and Utah since their only loss would be a close game versus another top five yeah, or top six Yeah, but you're 16. not really competing with those teams who lose. So, I mean, the teams who win, I should back that up. The teams who win in those games. So don't worry about that. That's not your competition. Right, but he's saying the teams that lose in these battle of unbeatens, currently, when the, when the rankings come out, I assume these unbeatens, the Ohio State, the Penn State, the LSU, and Alabama, are all going to be in front of Oregon and in front of Utah. So he's saying if they lose close games, they won't get penalized and drop very far, and so some league's going to get two bids in the Except Oklahoma already did, according to the AP matters. Right, so, Oklahoma so did. So how do I know that that's the case? Because Oklahoma didn't lose to another unbeaten. Uh, they lost to Kansas State. Who's ranked? Yeah, they're 6-2. and two. They're good. Yeah. But if Penn State loses to Ohio State, Ohio State has a better rep than Kansas State. They have a better record. So now we're going on ranking. a reputation. So yes. it's not really about this season. I, I think that that's true. I don't. I think reputation matters. You don't think rep matters? To get the four best teams? When they're splitting hairs over one-loss teams, rep matters. If you're unbeaten and you're a conference champ, it doesn't matter your rep. I think you'd be in. I don't think they're going to leave out somebody who's undefeated. But if you're a one-loss conference champ, and there's another one-loss conference champ, and maybe even a one-loss runner-up with a big rep, you could be in trouble. Okay. Matt says what should happen is that the playoff is expanded to include every conference champion, which is getting thumbs up and heart emojis well, and all that. Who cares about that? I know. That's, that's, that's not the question. That's I think BYU question. should really take a look at doing away with the honor code. Really? We should talk about that sometime. Yeah, I, and Ute fans, where are you? How are you hanging on? It's a ridiculous conversation. Let's deal with some type of reality rather than the well, I don't think it's that ridiculous. I think it is a conversation that's going to happen, and I do think it will not happen. Now. But it's not happening for this year. So right? I'm not yeah. in the Utes may check not ever back be in, here again. So who check cares? back in five years, and it'll happen. But not now. Michael says it depends on who be two in the top five the last few weeks. I have a hard time believing the committee would keep either team out by being a fifth or sixth ranked team in the conference championship game. Irregardless, yeah, but the Utes could very well be in that position if they, so they could be the fifth. If they or sixth, get to five or six, well, they will. So they're gonna, but I still think it's gonna take an upset. You think a, a team at five or six that wins will hop? Let's say Clemson's still undefeated and they're four, and they win the ACC championship game they're against in. Virginia. Whoever, right, they're in. They know that. Then the fifth or sixth ranked team isn't hopping. Then that's what I'm saying. You need some. You need some chaos in front of you. Well, if you're fifth or sixth and they only take four, that's obvious. <laughs> I think down the stretch here, you need to be rooting for a Clemson loss and upsets in the Big 12. So they beat each other up. Well, who's going to beat Oklahoma? Maybe Baylor. But then somebody has to beat Baylor. Yeah, I, I wouldn't count on Oklahoma getting beat again. You expect Oklahoma to win out? I wouldn't count on Baylor beating Oklahoma, if that's what you're looking for. Well, I wasn't counting on Kansas State beating them either. Why not? They're a good team. They are. You don't think Baylor's a good team? I think Oklahoma's good enough to beat good teams. Who's Baylor beating? Now, they have beaten Kansas State. Right. And I think that's the win they're hanging their hat on right that, now. Because it sure as hell isn't Stephen F. Austin and San Antonio and Rice. TCU's 500-ish. Can TCU rise up and get Oklahoma? Can Oklahoma State win a rivalry game? If Baylor and Oklahoma play twice, which seems possible, right? They got the Big 12 title game, could be a rematch. They've still got the regular season game. They could play a second time. They could split. 
And so the Big 12 then gets eliminated? They don't have anybody? I think if you're going to be the Pac-12 and get in, you need the Big 12 eliminated. Yeah. Or some upsets in the SEC. I think you need two things to happen. It seems like the Pac-12 to me is going to bump up against a ceiling at about number six. If, if the SEC is not going to get two teams in, if there's upsets down the stretch here, Alabama beats LSU and loses to Auburn, or Alabama loses to LSU and loses to Auburn, maybe Auburn can come through. You can get some McBama two-loss teams so they're out of the mix. I just If you're a Utah-Oklahoma fan trying to get in, I would fear an SEC runner-up right now. You might lose that battle. You might lose that conversation. Uh, I think Oklahoma would be okay. With one loss? You said Oklahoma. Versus that, yeah, I did. Oklahoma would be okay versus the SEC. In that situation that see, you just said. Yeah, I could see that. Oklahoma's got enough of a rep. And, you know, Baylor's getting some run. I, here. I need wins Baylor this twice. season. I don't need reputation. Well, I'm afraid it's going to come down to reputation. I'm but not, in the wins this I'm season department, all. in the wins this season department, yeah. the Pac-12 champ will have one big win. And then everything else will be probably eight win teams or worse. will be their second best win. So it won't be much of a factor. Yeah. But I, I, don't, I don't think that has rep. If you want to argue against the Pac-12, it's quite easily, and it doesn't have anything to do with the rep. They literally have no marquee wins. Right. The best I could come up with was Arizona over Texas Tech, ASU over Michigan State. That was one I was going to go to. And uh, Colorado over Nebraska. Now, those three teams, Michigan State is the best at 4-4. Four and four. Oops! It's not going to carry much weight. Right. And going forward, for, I hope BYU or Utah can learn from this. Just because you schedule in Arkansas or Florida... Yeah, they could be Arkansas the way they're going. They'd be sitting there at three and nine, and that's not going to do you any good. Don't. I think you should. I don't care whether you play because going forward in, in seven, eight years, believe me, I'm not going to give a crap about what any of you are doing. <laughs> <laughs> I got news for you at that point. Uh, but I think for your strength of schedule, learn something on this. Because you play one Power Five team does not mean you need to eliminate BYU. You need to play way tougher than you have. Because that's what you're being knocked against. Now, you've got your best team you've ever had in the conference, and the best that's been tested is against five and four teams. And you're, you're one and one against two five and four teams. And I got guys telling me, I mean, I hope we get in there because they can hang with Alabama and they can hang. How, how would you possibly know that? Yeah. Maybe they can, maybe they can't. I mean, you're two but how five would you know and four that teams that you're high watermark, you're one and one. Now you're telling me you can hang with all these other teams? You think they can. You hope they can because you're a fan, and that's what you like to think. But based on what we've seen... There's nothing to really suggest that. There isn't... Yeah. Because they literally haven't played any of those... There's nobody on their schedule that's going to end up a 10-win team. Well, Oregon. You'd have that one. Right. But I'm talking... Assuming you win that. I mean... Right. I guess you could say the same thing now. How do you know you're going to hang with Oregon? Because Oregon's going to be way better than anybody you've played. Most likely, yeah. And Oregon hasn't beaten anybody. Let the Auburn game get away. That would have been their marquee win. Right. I mean, their their non-conference was Nevada and Montana. And they're in the same boat. Their best wins are over is over Washington. You each you each have the big claim. And if you want to go SC, you can go SC. But Utah can't go SC. No. 
But now I'm hearing, are you talking hang with these teams? They deserve this chance. Based on what? Based on your fandom? And the fact you beat Oregon and be the Pac-12 champ to get to this discussion. If it comes to that, yeah. But don't tell me today. I got somebody telling me this yesterday. Well, yeah, you're a season ticket holder and you're a fan. (laughs) So, yeah, of course you think that. I get that. I would, too, if I were a fan and my team was 8-1. and one. So the Pac-12 only has itself to blame. They literally have zero, zero marquee wins. Zero. And that's why I think you get in these discussions over one-loss teams and the SEC is going to get the benefit of the doubt. I don't think they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. I think they're going to earn it. A one loss. You think a one loss SEC team? Oh no, you don't. You just said you didn't. Never mind. Because a one loss SEC team, who is not a conference champion, you think will get edged out by one loss Oklahoma if Oklahoma runs the table here and wins the Big Twelve? Yes, Oklahoma is. Yes. So then everybody, yes, everybody team, will yeah. have earned it because everybody in that discussion, that scenario, everybody is a conference champ. And a couple of them would probably probably be undefeated conference champions. Well, obviously, Oklahoma would be in with the one loss. Uh, we'll have to see how it plays out in the SEC and Big Ten, but they obviously have multiple teams that are undefeated vying for the conference title. Yeah. Maybe a one loss team like Georgia, but then they'd be the they'd still have marquee wins and be a conference champion. And the Pac-12 will be sitting over here with one marquee win. That came against each other. Right. So somebody's got to win. But Georgia at that point would have, well, they have the win over Florida. They would have the uh, conference championship game win if they were to get in. I mean, I don't think they're really the team anybody's looking at now, but they got a path that they control, don't need help, just keep winning. Yeah, the Pac-12 was really undone by being so average. Because you don't get big conference wins in the regular season. And obviously, either LSU or Alabama is about to get a no, big regular season No, I mean, we blew up, win. and Fox blew up Utah and, and Washington and SC and Oregon. But at the end of the day— Those are two day, five and four teams. Yeah, at the end of the day, they just got their fourth loss. Yeah, <laughs> and that's the big time? Yeah, they're, they're marquee, they're brand names, and that's what they had to sell, so that's what they sold. But yeah. at the end of the day, they're five and four. Right. And we're calling it the biggest win in Utah history? A nice yeah. big win over a five and four team. Yep, that might get to eight and four, but might get to seven and five. Yeah, Washington could lose again. I mean, it was a good win, a great, a nice win. You're on the road and everything is great. Um, but that just, and I don't have any problem with them thinking that it's that big of a deal. It just shows you the mediocre, na- mediocre nature of the right. conference. It shows you that you're really not top four. I mean, it's not look Utah's the, fault that look, Washington isn't very good. No, they don't control that. There's nothing they can do about it. And that's where it isn't just this year, because I think that win, whether it should or it shouldn't have, carries a lot of the, we should have won here two years ago, we could have, would have, should have beaten them in the Pac-12 title game last year. Yeah, but every loser says that. I know. But I think that that's still some of the emotion that they were feeling when they were doing their interviews. Okay, yesterday. they can feel all that. That's what I'm saying. They can feel whatever they want. I don't care. That's fine. Get all excited. Get fired up. Hug, kiss. 
and do all that they did. I was on the sidelines. I saw it. Got great. I've got no problem with that. You haven't been there before, so go crazy. I get that. But on the national level, I don't think that the committee, when they release their stuff, is going to look at, man, that was awesome. Look what they did. I'm just kind of looking through it. Right. You should have done it. You were favored. You're the better team. Team that's lost multiple home games already this year. They were two and three in conference. Yeah. Didn't see Fox rolling that number out any more than absolutely necessary. They put the standings up, so they did. I mean, it wasn't like they hid from it. Right. But they threw the standings up at the start of the game, and they threw them up at halftime. And we're good. But that's not Utah's fault, so I can't criticize them for doing it. No, it just comes down to being mediocre this year. When you're in a debate with these top five or ten teams around the country, are you in the top four? And they're all sitting over there. Eventually, by the time we get to the debate that really matters in December, those there's going to be four teams sitting there with multiple marquee wins. I think if the Utes had known they'd be this good, and I think they are this good, they would have scheduled they, differently yeah. seven years ago when they were signing the contract. But they have no idea. Yeah, and they didn't know these guys are going to come back. They didn't know Tyler Huntley was going to grow up and, and grow into literally a league MVP. I mean, they they didn't have any clue, and so they got caught. With their very, very soft. You got to play at least one Power Five team. I mean, come on. In the non conference, you got to play one, don't you? No, you don't have to, but you do want the respect. If you want to be be in the college football playoff, I would highly recommend it. Yeah. And and the thing is that going forward, they're starting to do that. The schedule's, you know, Baylor and Arkansas. But are those the games that are going to carry the weight to get you into a playoff? Now, you never really know how good a team's going to be five or ten years down the line, but you can kind of guess, and I think we'd all guess right now, that Arkansas isn't going to be that good. Right, but how do I know Washington and Oregon aren't awesome that year? And SC, they've hired whoever fill-in-the-blank coach. So that's the problem is the— You can't know They're not getting any credit for the conference. conference games. So I have no problem with that schedule, assuming that the conference would be a lot better. That the third and fourth team in the conference pick it up and get on their nine or ten win tracks. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If yeah, Washington yeah. was seven and two, then this would be a whole heck of a lot better for them. But the, Utah can't control that. Uh, well, These you, other teams yeah. stink. The other thing to control is be undefeated. If Utah had beaten USC, mm. USC would be four and five. Yeah. Um, but if you're undefeated, and I know that then That's maybe that so changes the mindset. I, I, I get it, but Penn State and Baylor and Ohio State and LSU and Alabama are all sitting there undefeated, which puts them in a much Alabama's better position record, going forward. Uh, they're, they're, Bama hasn't played anybody. I know. I know where you're going. Their strength of schedule blows. Yeah. It blows. There was, uh, somebody put it out on Twitter Last night, I don't know who it was, but I saw it. In the Alabama strength, the schedule is well below Utah. They yeah, they're, they're, their teams are like ten games under five hundred collectively. But they are going to get better going forward, right? So, assuming they stay in hunt, Auburn will help their strength of schedule. Sure, LSU will help it a lot, and obviously the SEC title game if they're in it. That's why when we'll, they get we'll there, they'll be fine. Yeah. If they if they get the thing done, they'll they'll be great. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Hugh Freeze, Liberty Flames football coach, joins us next. It's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Take The Zone with you wherever you go. Let's go. Download the all-new Zone Sports Network app on your phone and get live streaming of The Zone as well as podcast editions of every show. 
from Salt Lake to Shanghai, Provo to Portugal, or Ogden to Oslo. Wherever you go, we'll tag along. Let's go. Download the new Zone app by searching Zone Sports Network wherever you shop for apps. It's the Zone Sports Network app. From 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6, where there are free Papa Shot games cornhole and foosball tables enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing enjoying food and drink taking in the game and socializing with friends lincoln kennedy pac-12 network analyst and oakland raider analyst is going to join us coming up at 8 a.m we'll talk with him about the utes win over the huskies the utes and the ducks and we'll run by the question of the morning does the pac-12 conference champion Assuming it's 11-1 Oregon versus 11-1 Utah. Does the winner at 12-1 have a chance to get in the playoff? I assume his answer will be almost almost assuredly not, barring crazy chaos. But we'll talk with him about that coming up in about 15 minutes. Waiting for Hugh Freeze, Liberty Flames football coach. BYU's playing Liberty this weekend. PK, I saw a little bit of... uh, after the BYU media, media availability, you know, to, a little hesitation to name the starting coach or starting quarterback because I guess that's the deal. But isn't it pretty clear what's going to happen right here? Well, I would assume it would be Romney, but Wilson yeah. is making great progress. Wilson, uh, I'd heard, had targeted this week, and they did have his name on there. And they'll no reason to rush him though, if in doubt. Uh, I'm sure he's yeah, targeted this week. Yeah. There, you're not in doubt though. You always say that. Yeah. Either you're cleared or you're not cleared. If you're cleared, then you're ready to go. So there, there's never a rush. You're cleared, yes, you play. You're not cleared, no, you don't. Are so you, you say that every time. It, yeah. It's a cliche. Mm-hmm. If you're, if there's any reason to be in doubt, well, then he's not cleared. Right. It takes care of itself. That's, okay. not, that's never an issue. So will they clear him? I have no idea. That's up to the medical folks. My guess is no, because they want to <laughs> rush him. <laughs> that, but that that's not it at all. That the, the medical folk don't get involved in the school and the opponent and the team. The medical people, I, I know the doctors at the U. They've explained this to me a thousand times over. Are you cleared? It doesn't, well, they got Liberty, and then we've got another team that's an easy, so then we can do this and this and this. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. Talk to a doctor. Talk to a team doctor. If you're cleared... Then you're ready to go. If you're in doubt, then you're not cleared. So you still think it's Romney, though? That's what you started with. You thought it would be Romney. That's just a a guess. I have no idea if Wilson is going to be cleared. I can tell you he was targeting for this time to come back, and they're very pleased with him. They've told me over and over again that they guys who've been in this business for years and say, we haven't seen anybody work harder than this kid. That doesn't mean others don't work as hard. But they're impressed with all the things. He's a serious kid about being a best football player, the best football player he could be. So he's doing everything possible. And they already told us he's ahead and he was throwing a little bit, blah, blah, blah. We saw he had, because he took some pictures, put them on social media of some of his buddies from Utah State that he played against or with or what have you in high school. And you could see the still the, the cast thing on his thumb. So... If he's cleared, it won't be, well, we should sit him. Because what are you going to do at that point? Well, then what the hell? You're going to put him in against Idaho State? (laughs) If If you're good to go, you go. If you're not, you don't. Whoever they play, Romney will be plenty good enough 
to be Liberty. And they still have Chris Lowe available as a backup. It's like you said yesterday. They got a ton of quarterbacks, and it won't be surprising if one of them transfers. Or two of them, I suppose. Uh, Down the line, yeah. If I was one of them, I'd transfer to Utah so I can get some playing time. There it is. Job's going to be open. Yeah. That would, man, the fur would fly then, wouldn't it? Well, you'd have to be a grad transfer or get a waiver. I have no idea how they decide these waivers. So you want to be closer to home? <laughs> which, one clo- which one is closer to home by going to Just make it. Have your parents moved to Ogden. Fair enough. Mom, Dad, you need to relocate to Don't even to have to go that far. Just Bountiful would do it, right? Mom, Dad, you need to go to Woods Cross. <laughs> no, no, no. Even, you, no, you have, you have to go to Ogden. See, so you, you missed the point. I did miss the point then. Because if you're in Provo, Bountiful is close. But if you're in Ogden, that's too far. So you're looking at it the move from Salt Lake. No, it's the move from Provo. So it has to be over at least to Ogden because then that's too far to get back and forth and have your mother get a cold or something. And so she's sick. <laughs> so you need to be there is, as much as possible. Let's arrive there. Uh, her temperature is uh, 100. Well, I mean, see, how can we judge a person's uh, feelings and yeah, their, how they, right. their, whether they're sick or not? One person taken any medication is, yet. It can be uh, traumatic to them. So you have to come up with a reason. So you need to be in Ogden because that's too far. You can easily make that trans uh, transportation each day from Provo to Bountiful. But to go all the way to Ogden, that's just undue uh, duress. I mean, whoever it is for Utah, I guess if Shelly wins the job next year, he'll have some experience. Or this other kid. I don't know what 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 uh, grades this list kid in. I, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know what he's what grades he in. I believe he's a junior this uh, year. Well, they'll have a little bit of experience. So, won't be totally barren, but jobs will be available. And who knows? I mean, who knows what's going to happen with grad transfers? Who's Because that's the great thing about Utah now is, boy, they should be able to be in the market more instead of having to get little guys and walk-ons. The more you win, the more attractive you are, the more, yeah. hey, our quarterback is one of the top ten quarterbacks in the country. you got to be careful on it because Washington State and Oregon got in that mode and I think it's – Washington State ends up, well, obviously, with the, the tragic situation with the Holinsky kid. I think he was anticipated to be their starter their once uh, Luke stepped aside. But uh, as we know, that ultimately uh, didn't plan out, didn't pay out with the uh, utmost tragedy of the kid taking his life. So that's awful. Uh, but the rest of them – you know, I don't know if you want Oklahoma's been able to be fortunate enough. I guess if you can get that type of kid every year, you can go along those ways. But BYU, they're looking good at the quarterback situation, and it really doesn't, I would agree with you, it doesn't really matter. I wouldn't think Romney has shown plenty good that he's very much capable of coming in and beating, I would say, the next four teams on their schedule. And that's all they have. Good to go. Run the table. Uh, he's capable. I don't know that they will. I mean, that San Jose State game obviously looks like the toughest of the four, so I assume when they get there, that would still be the case. Yeah, but if you couch everything incapable, they're not they're not blowing out the best teams on their schedule. They're all games, so of course, I mean, you might not do it, but you ought to be in it with any of these guys, and you might do it. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not worried about them right now. I'm looking at the BYU's roster, and 
it's funny when the coaches take a lot of crap when they lose, but nothing when they you know, win. look at Baylor Romney, man, he's just awesome. He's prepared himself. Well, wait a second here. Who who helped prepare him? <laughs> who called plays that would make him successful? Look yeah. at some of the throws they asked him to make that went for big yards, and he went for big yards, so that's great. But so they get all this grief. When things don't go right, you want to fire this guy and that guy, whoever the coordinators are, get rid of them all, they're bums. And then, and, like, two weeks later. And, yeah, so these same coaches dealing with a third-team quarterback and been able to have production. So we want to credit the kid, and the kid deserves a lot of credit. I don't have any problem with that. But I also think we need to uh, give a little credit towards these coaches to make sure these kids are ready. And the kid deserves credit. I'm, I'm all for that. And I'm happy for the kid. Uh, to be able to have success, to stick it out, and uh, to chase a dream. And now he's getting the opportunity. And then, but at the same time, when Wilson is ready to go, I put him back in there. And whatever the medical people say, yep, he's cleared. He's good to go. He's my guy. He's the starter. Hand him the job back and let's go to town. I think so, yeah. I would have less hesitancy if things went awry to put in some subs. DJ and PK, time to talk with Hugh Freeze, Liberty Flames football coach, Liberty and BYU, playing this weekend. He joins us on the Sprint special guest line. Get $100 off the redesigned Apple Watch 4 with a new line of service. Visit the local Sprint store near you. Hugh, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How are you doing? We are doing well. Uh, a couple of independents playing late in the year. It works out because I think when you're an independent, uh, scheduling in November is always difficult. And I'm, I'm curious, you've been in football for a long time, but you're probably used to conferences. And we've been talking about it with BYU for almost a decade now. The unique challenges independence presents. How are you finding independence to be different than life uh, in a conference? You know, it's, uh, it's quite interesting to me that um, this is my first experience with it and you know I, I kind of of the mentality that that realistically there's probably I don't know what you would say but I would guess there's only six to you know eight teams in the nation on a given year that realistically have a chance to you know win the national championship and that and eight may be a stretch it's probably more like six and so the the you know my approach is kind of the rest of us are just playing for bowl eligibility and um you know i think it's uh, the positives of it are you get a variety of experiences for your student athlete and um does it present some challenges in scheduling particularly later in the year yes and um you know right now we're not uh, I, I wish we you know have played BYU earlier in the year you know because we're now at the end of the year and we've got BYU and Virginia back to back which are teams that could you know at this stage of our program could could beat you up physically and and you know and we need to win the last game of the year um you know if if things don't go our way in the BYU or Virginia game and and you could be beat up so it's uh, it presents a challenge in scheduling I'm still kind of new to it so I don't know exactly how I feel about it totally, but um, I do think that there may be more that join the independent ranks as it as time goes on. And, um, you know, we're happy to the scheduling part is the hardest thing, and I, I don't really get involved in that a lot. Um, you know, I don't think we're you know, all of us that 
I guess we would consider ourselves a group of five school. Um, you know, and I've coached at a group of five school before in the Sun Belt, and you know, your your whole deal is how many of these power fives do we have to bite off every year? Mm-hmm. You know, and um, when you become an independent like we did and move up to FBS, you know, you're just trying to get a schedule. So our first few years are very challenging and difficult. Yeah, and this is the third of four consecutive road games that you have now. The Virginia game, you do have a bye before you have to go over there, and obviously that's a much shorter trip than it is to come out to BYU, so you do end with a very difficult schedule. Uh, Looking at your team, though, you know, you've built up to this opportunity to to be bowl eligible this year at at this level. It's your first time, and as I look at your team, it's good to have, I would imagine, senior quarterback Calvert, and then uh, you've got a receiver, Gandy Golden, who has put up a thousand yards repeatedly, can you speak to the quality of those two kids? Yeah, those two are, are obviously kids that are kind of making us go. You know, our offense is centered around you know those two guys, and you know, uh, Calvert last year threw for some yards, but threw so, so many interceptions and turned the ball over. Um, and and I'm real proud of the work he's put in, along with our staff to. To change that, and and you know, and he has, and he hasn't. Uh, he's he's really taking care of the ball well, and obviously, uh, AGG's. I've got a lot of receivers I've coached that are in the league right now, and and AGG's going to join them. He's he's very very talented, and uh, you know, will be an NFL player one day. So our our offense kind of goes through those two guys. As you get ready for BYU, you probably noticed they've had plenty of quarterback injuries and played three different quarterbacks. How many of them have you really studied prepping for this game, and, and what are the differences between these guys in your view? Well, it's a great challenge. You know, I know that the original starter, you know, possibly could be back. So that's, you know, an unknown. I haven't heard, you know, whether he is or not, or don't know if we will hear. But, and then I know they had a concussion last week with with another kid and uh so we've seen all three of them play um i don't think that they change who they are a whole lot do i think e- each of them have different strengths yes but um you know the system is the system pretty much i think with um with what they run and they do very very good at it and you know it's it's a challenge for us just not if you just start with the physical nature of the game uh, the size advantage that they have uh, from an offensive line perspective against our defense and defensive line against our offensive line is, is where I think the the major battle uh, is for us. It's an uphill battle. Um, but, you know, quarterback-wise, they're all three, you know, have done good things when they've been in there. And so um, I'm sure, you know, Kalani feels, you know, um, good about using all three if he has to because, you know, all of them have produced results. So, I mean, he's blessed to have those, and it's tough for us to prepare a little bit. But uh, the good thing is I don't think that they change the identity of the offense a whole lot. As you build this program, Coach, to this level, this being your first season, the stuff that I've read is that depth obviously is an issue. Is that some of the reasons you've had some high-scoring games? Is Maybe defensively there might be some fatigue and uh, teams wearing your guys down since you don't have yeah, that depth? Yeah, and, and we've, we've suffered injuries on that side of the ball. And, you know, it's nobody's fault. I mean, but the, the reality is that uh, most of the 85-man roster, scholarship roster here, was, you know, recruited to play FCS football. Right. And so you, you, it's nobody's fault. That's just what we were. 
and um, and now you know you're playing a ten game schedule against FBS opponents, and man, depth is an issue, and particularly if you suffer a few injuries like we have defensively we've been fortunate offensively and haven't uh had many but boy defensively we've had a rash of them and and so i do think that that shows up in in your performance uh, on the field and but you know as coaches you never have a it's just a next man up mentality and you've got to get ready the ones that can physically play and uh and that's what that's the kind of the approach we've taken BYU's running game has taken a uh, a pretty big hit here with injuries. They've gotten kind of gotten creative to keep that thing going. Uh, when you look at their running game and your ability to defend their running game, uh, what do you think about your front seven's ability to match up against that O line? Well, it's like I said, I think that's the you know the tallest task we have is is trying to figure out ways to you know uh, keep them from totally controlling the the game. In that regard, you know, we had that same challenge at Rutgers. You know, we were able offensively, we only had eight possessions and scored 34 points, but uh, they kept the ball 41 minutes. And, um, you know, I see this as, as a similar task of how do we, you know, get off the field and win some first downs where it's not, you know, a five-yard gain, a three-yard gain, a three-yard gain, and that clock's steadily running because, you know, you know, just on paper alone, the – uh, the physical nature of their offensive line against our D line is, uh, you know, appears to be an advantage. So we've got to play extremely hard and and with great pad level and try to manipulate the box some to to try to stop that. And they're very creative too, you know, where I mean every run they have has a reverse off of it or a reverse pass or I mean you know they they've gotten really creative and so. They present you a problem with if you do want to put extra people in the box, you've got other issues to worry about. So, you know, I tip my hat to them. They've done a good job. Coach, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for joining us, and we'll uh, we'll see you this weekend. Uh, Thanks so much, guys. Hugh Freeze, Liberty Flames football coach. Uh, you never want to give in. You always want to be a competitor, but you don't want to lie to yourself either. And uh, you hear that, and you hear why it's an 18-point spread. Oh, I give in all the time, man. Oh, you do? Oh, heck I don't yeah. think so. You're from Jersey, man. You're a bulldog. Uh, no, I know when I'm beat. I'm beat right now. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We're joined in studio by Andrew Reinhart, Wasatch Medical Clinic. Their number is 801 901 8,000. And uh, you've told us before that uh, sometimes when you have one medical problem, it ends up you have multiple problems. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Um, When it comes to ED, I I think it can strike anybody, but we certainly see the same things over and over. Uh, Diabetes, high blood pressure, prostate issues. Um, So if you've got any of those, ED is a likely, you know, a likely problem. How about stress? I think so too. Oh yeah, and especially when the younger guys come in, you know, we think maybe it's stress related, um, but it's a mystery. I, I have really healthy young guys that come into the clinic every day. They're the easiest to fix, by the way. So if you're out there listening and you're under fifty, um, you've got partial function left in the bedroom, you're struggling with ED. These treatments can get you back to one hundred percent. Um, it can restore complete function and no meds, by the way. 801-901-8000 is the number for the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew Reinhardt, join us here in studio. So who all is a candidate? 
anybody that is that is slipping, any anybody that's struggling with erectile dysfunction, if you're noticed that things are starting to head in the wrong direction, um, we we can help you. The acoustic wave therapy was FDA cleared maybe five or six years ago to increase blood flow and regrow blood vessels. So it's the first thing that treats the root cause of the problem. Uh, a pill is a band aid. Injections are a band aid. Um, you know that's masking the real issue. So as far as I know, it's the only thing that treats the root cause of the problem, and that's been great for a lot of guys. 801-901-8000 is the number for the Wasatch Medical Clinic. Andrew, thanks a lot. Thanks, guys.